Welcome to Nubian Queen Radio Talk Show and Podcast on Zenith Radio Network. Nubian Queen Talk Show is a show that will empower and encourage kings and queens to tell their story, speak their truth, and share information that will educate and inform others to be a greater version of themselves. I am your host, Queen Yolanda Mitchell, and meet our co-host, Queen Ernestine Smith, Queen April Hernandez, and Queen Vicki Robinson. Welcome to Zenith Radio Network. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Nubian Queen Talk Radio Show. We are super excited about our show tonight. Our very honorable guest that we have on tonight. Tonight, I will be your host, the beautiful, I said beautiful, Queen Ernestine. I would like to give honor to my co-host. Today, we have the honorable host of the show and the visionary, Yolanda Mitchell. We have my queen to the right, Vicki Robinson, and my queen to the left with the sultry voice, April Yvette Hernandez. Oh, yeah, I, I got a little drum roll in my mind, y'all, because this show is about to be lit tonight. I am super excited. I feel like singing, y'all, but I got in my head, we are family. Because I got all my sisters with me, and I truly got my sisters with me tonight. Not only do I have my sisters of the NBQ radio show, the Fabulous Queens tonight, but I also have my sister, Evangelist Yolanda Loving Stallman, the anointed gospel recording artist. She is with us tonight. Uh, we are excited about getting into her 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 ministry platform, her life. Um, she is a beautiful woman of God. So right now, I'm going to pass the mic over to Queen Vicky, and Queen Vicky will share to our audience a little bit about Psalmist Yolanda Loving. Bio of evangelist Yolanda Loving, the Psalmist. Yolanda Loving is in love with God, and that love flows through every praise. Her pure-hearted devotion inspires the unbeliever to come closer to God. Her rich, soulful sound resonates, and the glory of God fills the room. Yolanda is the product of a family of gifted preachers, singers, musicians. Growing up in the church, Yolanda has served in numerous capacities, a wife, a mother, lover of God, music, and people. Yolanda contributes to, to her community and the church worldwide. As an anointed psalmist, Yolanda is called upon for concerts, conferences, workshops, revivals, retreats, people of all cultures, denominations, and walks of life are inspired by her unforgettable sound, vocal range, and diversity in her presentation. Yolanda is anointed, trained, and gifted to sing. And tonight, listening audience, I present none other than Yolanda Loving. Yay! 
All right, listen, that was now that was an impeccable honey interview, but I have the first question, the honors are doing the first question. So Queen Yolanda, what things inspire you to do music? Oh wow. Thank you first for having me on tonight and uh I honor all of you and I give honor to God as the head of my life and to my husband and to my pastor, Dr. Melvin Eleven, my children, and I just thank God for each of you. I uh answering your question, what inspired me to do music? Well, I tell you what, I was born in a family of uh, singers, musicians, and ministers. And uh, when I was, oh, three years old, my parents were founders of the Evangelistic Temple of God Church here in Albany, Georgia, and uh, they would do a an anniversary each year called Laboring Together for Christ. And because my mother sang, she had my brother in me um, to sing background for her, uh, mm-hmm. even at the right young age of three. So music mm-hmm. has always been in my life. And so uh, I remember standing on my tiptoes trying to reach the microphone in the stand singing mm-hmm. background with my brother as my mm-hmm. mom sang at their uh, anniversary. Now, anniversary for them was always this huge church celebration with uh, gospel artists and guest ministers and churches and things from everywhere. So it wasn't your typical, like, wedding anniversary. <laughs> Our right. life was about ministry. So, um ministry and music has just always been in my life. Um, You know, fast forward past three years old, um, my uh, first grade teacher, Miss Julie Sellers, started teaching me um, piano because uh, she 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 knew it, and so she decided to try to teach me some piano to read music, and so that's when I began uh, training in music. So I just have always had music in my life. My mom, my dad, my brothers, everybody in our family, they will be singing while they're doing any chores. They're singing as they drive. If you strike up a song, we will start singing background. (laughs) We we sing. We we, we do the music, you know. So that's what music has always been a part of my life. So if I start singing right now, you're going to back me up. <laughs> That's listen, how it usually goes. Listen, you're going to make me sound good. You're going to make me, because you, listen, I already told you how I sound in the shower now. Because if I Dang. start singing, if I get out tune, you're going to have to help me get, you're going to have to help me. Just just cover me, okay? I'm do what okay. I can. <laughs> listen, okay, so we, right, listen, I ain't going to do it right now because I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to leave that thank alone, you. but thank you for that. And thank you for um, your answer. Blessings. Praise God. You know what, uh, Queen Yolanda, she got pre- plenty of plenty of uh, of expertise with, with that because I so be trying oh. to sing. And she be like, girl, if you don't leave that alone. <laughs> Listen, I, am, leave it long. I am super, super, super excited uh, about having you on, uh, Queen Yolanda Lovin. Um, it's been a blessing with me. I personally know you. Uh, we have fellowship together in our ministry. Your mom, as you mentioned, the Honorable Pastor Dr. Melvinia Loving, is my spiritual grandmother in Lord, and I don't know what I'll do without you or her in my life. And so I want to tell the world just how important 
you are as my sister, not only my spiritual sister, but a friend as well. And God just have done this wonderful connection. But ironically, I known you first through your music. You know, um, I believe at the time when I when I ministered when my, when I came into my ministry, you were living in Atlanta and you were a gospel recording artist then. And I remember one day you you came to our church and you were singing, and I your sound your sound put me in the mind frame of Yolanda Adams. And I remember telling you that you reminded me of Yolanda Adams and Jill Scott. You know, you just have this unique, um, sultry voice, and, and it's anointed, and it's just, oh, my God, I, I can't explain. So speaking of your sound, and I know um, your sound is different than anybody else probably in the gospel genre, but can you let us know? Who in in the gospel industry, if you had a favorite artist and what was your favorite song or who was it in the gospel arena who inspired you and where did you get your sound? Well, that's a loaded question. I don't have a favorite artist, and that's because, I, you know, we can learn from anybody and we can enjoy anybody. Um, let me tell you, when I tell you about our family um, having so many musicians and music in our lives, my mother wanted to make sure that we were well-rounded and exposed to in all different kinds of music. So there was a time in my life where all I did was opera. There was a time <laughs> in my life that uh, if you heard me singing, I sounded like uh uh, Southern gospel or contemporary Christian or uh, the jazziness that you, you speak of. Um, and so I've had a lot of influence. And of course, my mother sings as well. And so um, I I can tell you I've been influenced by um, a, a lot of, of singers and musicians, but one of my one of my favorites was the late Carmen. And um, although he wasn't a gospel artist, he was a Christian music artist. And uh, his influence on me was because the way he wrote. When he wrote songs that were, um, they would tell stories. They would uh, minister to you. Uh, and his presentation was so diverse that it, it was just wonderful. I, I felt like I related to him because uh, he would do something that would sound, you know, he would sing a hymn or then he would go and he'd be singing something that's a, a really, a real healing song like Save, Delivered, and Healed or Fear Not My Child, something that's going to comfort you. He always had a message and it was, you know, he was very, um, instrumental. I, I loved Carmen and his music ministry. And not everybody knows of Carmen, but a lot do. But um, Carmen is one, Corey Yolanda Adams, C.C. Winans, Vicky Winans, Sandy Patty. Um, There's just so many uh, different singers that I have uh, enjoyed and been ministered to and been able to um, learn from and be inspired by. So I don't have a favorite because I have all these different kinds of uh, presentations in my in my life that I admire. So I don't have a favorite. And oh, we love wow. Tasha Tom. 
<laughs> but we love Tasha Cobbs and, and Shirley Caesar and all of the greats. We love them all. <laughs> yes, we hey. do. But I will I will say that I have a top five and you're definitely in the top five. Not only because you're my sister, it's because I resonate with what you just said about Carmen. Your songs have a message and you know I call it the Floyd Ministry because you can take us to another level of worship. So I thank you. I can't wait to the world hear the sound that I'm speaking of, but thank you for allowing us to hear where it came from and who inspired you. Thank you, woman of God. Praise God. Well, praise God, uh, Queen Yolanda Lovin. This is Queen Vicky. Um, just another question. I know that God uses you in worship and besides singing and making a joyful noise unto the Lord. Do you play any instrument? I play the keyboard. And at one time oh. in my life, I played the trumpet. <laughs> okay, wow. Blow the mm-hmm. trumpet. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Did you learn by ear or did you take lessons? Now, with uh, keyboard, my first instrument was voice, of course, and then keyboard, uh, piano and keyboards. I used to play the Hammond B3000 um, and also. Not the Hammond. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's Mm. the organ God, baby. (laughs) With the foot pedal. Yes, all of that. And so, uh, yeah, so uh, those instruments I play, and I've been known to tap on the drums, too, because both my brothers are drummers, so you know I had to try that. Um, and then in, in in school, I took up the trumpet um, in elementary school and all the way through high school. And it was primarily not because I loved the trumpet at first, but because my brother, my older brother, had tried so many different instruments. And so by the time I came through, my parents were like, we're not buying another instrument. You can play the trumpet. <laughs> so that I had to learn to play. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh so mm-hmm. That's so awesome. So awesome. And I just want to know, do you play and sing at the same time or do you just play? you know, the instrument or somebody play behind you? I do both. I sing and play at the same Wow, that's talent. God Mm -hmm. is using you. Thank you for your contribution into the kingdom. Amen. Greetings, Queens. Um, I did sing Queen Yolanda Loving. God bless you. Thank you for being on the line tonight. I'm Queen April. Um, I'm um, astounded when it comes to music. Um, It's a sign of happiness, laughter, joy. It gives me all those different emotions, but... Um, the question I have for you, um, Queen Yolanda, is do you consider yourself to be a minister of music? Yes, I do. Um, I'm a psalmist, and so I write music, you know, play music, sing music. I, I use music to minister to others and encourage them, um, you know. And when I say minister of music, it's not just because you have the skill of playing, but when the music ministers, when it touches hearts and it changes lives, then you can call yourself a minister of music. When you know, you know, um, when you can be led by the Spirit on, on, on what to play or what to sing and how to do what, uh, you know, at the right time and just flow in the Spirit. Even in the prophetic, um, it, it, it music, 
musically, um, it can heal people. So, yes, I do consider myself to be a minister of music, and I have held the position of minister of music um, in, in many, uh, you know, along the years in ministry, um, not only at the church my parents founded, but at other ministries as well when I lived in different um, towns. Amen. Uh, one more question. I'm sorry. Can you tell me what voice tone I am by listening to my speaking voice? I've always wanted to know that. Okay, this is to your speaking voice. I would definitely uh-huh. say you were alto, um, and you possibly, you know, could do contralto. It just depends on how you decide to sing. But you might be a little bit like me and have an inter, you know, a, a voice range that you can comfortably sing in in different uh, vocals. So um, I would I would say you were an alto just by listening to you talk, but you may have a range that would go higher or lower lower than that. What Thank about you. me? This Queen Ernestine. <laughs> <laughs> Queen on the seat was an alto all day long. <laughs> I alto trying to be a soprano, baby. Okay. She tries. <laughs> she tries. I'm sorry, Queen April. I had to ask. That mm-hmm. means Queen April. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you so much, Queen Yolanda. I appreciate you. Well, listen. Well, I'm not even going to act because I know I'm a straight up alto alto weight or whatever you want to call it. And I think I'm a train the way time too, so I can do it all. And I sound, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, at least I can do You know, I'm, I'm, I ain't going to sing. I ain't going to sing today, but I don't want my, because mm-hmm. I already told you, I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. I don't want to offend nobody because I don't want y'all to feel bad because I sound mm-hmm. so good. Okay, That's and right. I got my backup. I got backup. It ain't nothing like having backup. When you're singing and your back will come behind your back to make you sound good, I'm telling you. Ooh, I'll tell you, you Queen got... Yolanda, Queen Yolanda, Queen Yolanda loving. She, she got the type of anointing that just make us want to start a girl group right now. I'm trying to tell you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Y'all, who, was that, who was that guy that did um on Genesis? What was that? Um, What was that song? Was it uh, um Leanna, Leandra? Johnson mm-hmm. was it was it Leandro and and the mm-hmm. um the guy who was over it no he, deliver us yeah deliver us from um, Donna Lawrence okay Donna Lawrence. So listen so you mean tell me yeah. I can't say deliver me okay and she back me <laughs> you up just did, you just did you just did you just did you don't tell me I can't run it don't tell me my God I can't run it. And she backed me up. I'm, I just listen. When you got back up, you, you walk like you bad. You talk like you bad. Sing like you bad. You know what I'm saying? Because you got back up. So I'm just saying, I can do this thing. If I, you know. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead to make I'm going to go ahead to go to the next question. So, um, so what song would you consider to be your testimony song? Like if you could choose on which one would it be? Greatest of faithfulness. <laughs> because God is so faithful to us. I mean that's that would be it. That would be okay. It. Okay, wow. so Nick, um, and listen. Okay, so what what would what would um what what is part of the song? What are some of the voices in that song that resonate and resonate for you? Okay. Um. Okay. Let me just read the lyrics to you. Yes, Great ma'am. Let's read. Let's read. Oh God! You can read it or you can sing it, whichever you. I'm going to listen. Great is thy faithfulness, O oh God, my Father. 
There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassion. They fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above, join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Pardon for sin and a peace that endureth. Thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessing all mine with 10,000 beside. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Yes. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord, unto me. Praise God. Amen. It speaks for itself. <laughs> it's a testimony of God's great love for us and his faithfulness towards us. He, he doesn't change his mind. He does, He said he loves us with the perfect love, that perfect love casts out all fear. He doesn't change. He remembers his covenant. He remembers his 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 promises. They are yea and and amen. They are established. His word is established in the earth. And every day I get brand new mercy. Every day. Every day. Brand new mercy. Hallelujah. And I can pull on that because he's faithful to us. And no matter what the what the what the season is. You know, we have times and seasons in our life. We have things that we go through. We have things that we've gone through and still he is faithful to us. Anything with God is better than anything else and everything else without him. So great is his faithfulness to us. So that would be my song. Not that I've done anything, but Mother Peterson was saying, nothing that I've done, but what God has chosen to do. Great is his faithfulness. Glory. Thank you. Glory. Hallelujah. Strength for today. Right hope for tomorrow. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise to God. Yes. I just want to stay right there for a minute. Because Literally. he's faithful. He's good. And yes, sometimes we forget. Sometimes we, I'm glad that you mentioned about the season. Because sometimes we go through so much that we forget that God is faithful. He yes, is faithful. His promises yes. is yes. And amen. 
Amen. Don't worry about the drought when he controls the rain. Come on. If God is Come on. That the day, mm-hmm. Somebody needs to know that God is faithful. Bless right. you, woman of God. I just need mm-hmm. to stay right there for a minute. Yes, somebody yes. needs to know that God is faithful. God has not forgotten you. God is Minister. already working it out for you. Minister. Great is thy faithfulness. If he said it, you better believe it. If he yes. said it, it shall be. Great is yes. thy faithfulness. Thank mm-hmm. you, woman of God, for that. God bless mm-hmm. you. We want, I know we've been talking about music, but music is definitely <clears throat> your ministry. And one of them, as people just heard, you are a preacher too. You're evangelist. So the Lord uses you in that light as well. But I do want to know just from your own personal definition, we don't want to ask Siri. We don't want to ask Google. We don't want to ask Alexa. We want to ask Evangelist Yolanda Lovin. What can you describe the word in one word? How would you describe what the word music means to you and why? Why? Just with one word. Life. Life. Wow. And I say that because, um, you know, let me just say this. When you think about a, a child being conceived, you don't know that that child is viable, that pregnancy is viable until there's a heartbeat. And that heartbeat has a rhythm. That rhythm is like music. That's good. Wow. Beautiful. And when it's all over, the heart stops. No matter how no matter how long we live, when the music actually stops, when the heart stops. Woo! Woo! Say that one more time. The music stops when the heartbeat stops. That's when the music, that's when it's over. Life is over when the heartbeat, that music stops. My God. Thank you. And God is the giver of life. Yeah. He's the creator of music. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's the one who made it. I mean, you know, people talk about how Lucifer in heaven, they call him the choir director. Some say that when he moved, music came from him. But God made him. God made the music. And yes. he made it to be a, a an instrument of worship to him. Yes. And so... To me, it is it is life. Amen. Amen. Um, Queen Yolanda Loving. Oh, this mm-hmm. is so awesome. I just feel God's presence. Um, and you said one of your favorite songs is great is Thy Faithfulness. Morning by morning. And can yeah. you just give us just a little bit of, explain to us about uh, being a breast cancer survivor. Um, and having a sense of balance, what does this statement mean to you? And as when you uh, pr- presentation that you give to the kingdom and the body of Christ, how important? And you said one word, life. So, mm-hmm. what in your testimony about breast being a breast cancer survivor? Did God give you songs in the night? Uh, just can you just elaborate on that for for us? I tell you, once I, I was I was diagnosed with uh, triple negative breast cancer 
I received the diagnosis on December 19th uh, of 2015. Uh, this was after my father had passed the, the same year, earlier that year in February. And I received the diagnosis on the 19th of December. And when I received it, I was like, I went through a whole lot of emotions. Let's just say that. A whole lot of emotions, okay? And so I planned my funeral. uh, Nobody's sponsoring this that I'm aware of, but AFLEC, I called them up (laughs) and let them know my diagnosis. And within 24 hours, the money was in the bank. And um, so I went and I bought me a, uh, bought that, my burial plot, um, bought new furniture for my guests to sit in my house, uh, you know, because the old one, the old furniture had come through two children <laughs> and a daycare. So it was time for it to be replaced. So I bought some furniture and planned my funeral, and I uh, made uh, those intentions to go and visit and spend time with friends and family um, that I had not. And that, this is just with the diagnosis. That we hadn't even talked about the treatment plan yet. We didn't even have the prognosis at the time. <laughs> but this is what I But my, my mother was there with me when I received it because my husband and children were on their way for a holiday with my, um, with my sister-in-law's up north and so i had to work well i thought i was going to work i had to work that i was going to go get my my um go to the doctors and get the report and, and go to work the next week of course that didn't work i went got the report and i called my supervisor and said look i can't make it i got to get my mind right <laughs> i can't make it in i got bad news and so um but in all of those emotions and the plans that I was making, um, I, I prayed. My, mama, my mother was praying. The church was praying. Everybody was praying. And um, I decided to uh, – I was in the car one day, and I, I think it was like the next week I was in the car. And along the way, God gave me a song. Um and it is that um, our God reigns over everything. Our God reigns high above the earth. Our God reigns over everything. Our God reigns. Our God reigns, our God reigns, our God reigns, our God reigns, our God reigns. And I must have sang just that little bit for three hours (laughs) and begin to just (laughs) praise God and tell him that I know that he reigns over everything, over the diagnosis over the treatment, over the prognosis, over whatever comes in my life, I declare that our God reigns over it. So my emotions that were going wild, my God reigns over that too. And so that was uh, a song that he gave me, I mean, within the week of receiving the diagnosis, that our God reigns over everything. Over everything. Over everything. So what was the turning point, Queen, 
because I, I know that, you know, you're still here. So God has been faithful. He brought you over and brought you out. So right. I, I, I went to the turning point. My God. So what, you when know what? after you got the prognosis, the, did you go through the treatment? How, how did, did that? So I went through, um, I had to have surgery in my mouth before I could have surgery um, on my breast because they knew they were going to start the chemotherapy after the surgery on my breast and that um, I had some, some things that needed to be handled in my mouth first. So I had to go do the oral surgery first, let that heal up, have the breast surgery, let that heal up, and then start the chemotherapy. Because I, I had triple negative breast cancer, very aggressive, um, one that is hard to treat. That's what the oncologist told me. That's what my um, my primary told me. And when he gave me the diagnosis, my primary, he says, you know, I wasn't expecting you to have cancer. <laughs> and I got tickled on the inside because I'm like, I was not expecting you to have cancer. Evil. You mean it shocked you? <laughs> it shocked me too. Yeah. But um, but he said, you know what? But we we have a father who heals. And I yes. said, amen. And so we prayed that day about this whole situation. And then the night before my surgery, he called me and he said, let's pray. And we he and he prayed. Um, and, yeah, he prayed. And so I went into surgery. Surgery went uh, longer than they expected because in uh, putting in my chemo port in my chest while I was all open, they nicked the lining of my lungs. And so in doing that, then they had to make sure everything was all right. So uh, my surgery uh, wound up being a few hours longer than they had expected. So we were thinking I'd be out of there about five hours and it took us about eight uh, mm-hmm. to come out of there. And so um, I just thank God for him bringing me through that. And then uh, chemotherapy, it was a, it was a trip. <laughs> it was a trip. Mm-hmm. I was on some strong chemo. And uh, I remember when the day my hair started coming out, uh, my daughter came home from school, and I had a uh, a scarf on my head. She's like, Mom, why do you have a scarf on? Said, well, baby, my hair's uh, turning loose. She's like, let me see. And I was like, no, no, don't worry about it, baby. Mom, please let me see, let me see, let me see. I let her see, and she started crying. <laughs> <laughs> because my uh, hair w- was out in patches. And so I did go ahead and let my brother, who's a barber, uh, go ahead and remove the rest of it because I knew it was going to come out and I wasn't going to keep on having it fall out in the shower and, you know, all of that stuff. So, But at any rate, God was faithful with that. And I knew that God was with me. I knew he was with me, and I, I, you know, I had a friend tell me that cancer is not the end of you. It, you're not about to die. You're going to live. Amen. <laughs> and I hold on to the word of the Lord. I'm going to live. Cancer is not the end of me, and so I'm living. And I thank God for cancer because when I was diagnosed, I was working so hard. Um, wearing myself out, so busy, 
not getting rest, not being able to eat right um, because I was working so hard and not not being able to really take care of myself. And I told my my mother uh, yesterday or the day before one, I said, you know, if I had still been working that job, I would be dead right now. I know I would be. I would have been dead right now, but God made the way for me to be able to retire early. Um, And so thank God for that. (laughs) I am retired and not uh, having to do all of what I was doing. I'm plenty of busy, but it's not like it was. And so I just thank God for making the way. And if it had not been for the diagnosis, I probably would have been dead because I, 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 you know, my dad taught me to work. You know, they they gave us these work ethics and don't put off what tomorrow, what you can do today. You know, so you're working till wee hours of the morning and and take you a couple of hours of rest and then get up and drive to the job and work some more and bring it home and work some more that night. It was just chaotic. But I thank God that now I have balance. When I get tired now, no matter what time of day, I bring myself to a place where I can rest, whether I just sit down for a minute. If I have to come get in the bed, I will, whatever I need to do to get the rest that I need. And so that balance is I also learn how to say no. Learn how to say no. Because everything is not appointed for you to do. Everything is not appointed for you to do. And so I've learned how to say no, and I've learned how to rest. I remember when I had that oral surgery, the doctor wrote on the prescription pad in capital letters, R-E-S-T. And at that time, I was so wound up from working. It was the hardest thing I had ever done (laughs) to just rest so that I could recover and heal enough to have my other surgery. So, you know, we have to get rest. We have to have balance. We have to have, and, and you know what? One of the enemies of the, the kingdom of God is busyness. We're so busy that, you know, God can't get five minutes of our time. We can't give him, you know, time to pray, time to study his word, time to to, to, uh, consult him because we're so busy. But we have to have balance in this life. I was reading in one of the the great, you know, uh, religious forefathers said that, he had a lot of work to do on one day, and he knew he had more that day scheduled than he had for the whole week. And he usually spent two hours in prayer. And he said in, in his journal that day, he said, I've got so much to do today. I must spend three hours in prayer because he had so much to do. And so we've got to make put God first, and we have to take care of ourselves as well, because God really can't use a dead soldier. Ooh, hey, 
man, you dropping nuggets tonight, queen. God cannot use a dead soul. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You're taking aback. <laughs> When Yolanda, with everything that's going on in the world today, you talk about balance, um, having that light, that silver lining, and everything that's going on. What keeps you encouraged and helps you to encourage others? Can you tell us a little bit about that? God's goodness. Because when we look at what's going on in the world, and you know, we have uh, conversations with our friends, our families, our neighbors, and people we come into contact with, and everybody has their take on what's going on in the world. The thing that we can uh, encourage them with and, and we can be encouraged by is just knowing that God is good to us. No matter what is going on, he is still good to us. I was reading in Psalm 31 today, um, and, and you get to the 23rd and 24th verse. It says, Oh, love the Lord, all ye his saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. So we know our God is good and that he is going to preserve us if we're faithful, if we're speaking what he says, if what we say is lining up with what he says, what his word says. If we're speaking his word and we're doing what he's requiring of us, then he's going to preserve us. And we have to stay encouraged and be of good courage because he is the one who will strengthen us when things start looking a little dark. Around here lately, we've been having a lot of thunderstorms, a lot of heavy rains almost every day, having all these uh, dark clouds and all of that. But we know that even when we are willing and obedient, the word says we eat the good of the land and we're satisfied with plenty, even in the time of famine. So even when you go in the grocery store and the meat shelf is empty and you can't find what you, you the things you're used to having, you stand on God's word. And that is encouraging to know that he will preserve us and he will strengthen us. And so we are uh, we are able to encourage others by just sharing God's faithfulness, what he's doing for us. Amen. Sharing his goodness. That's how I can stay encouraged is by looking at what God is doing. He's, he's still good, even when we have circumstances, even in the time of pandemic, we still have a good, good God who is taking good care of us. We're here. We're here. Amen. Thank you for your authenticity and your openness, Queen Yolanda, and your transparency. It means so much. The world is a better place because you're in it. God bless you, Queen. Thank you. Amen. So, Queen, how important is it for you to build a legacy for your children and your children's children? And how how are you going to go about doing it, building a legacy for them. How important is it, and how are you going to go about doing it? Praise God. Well, I tell you what, uh, my most important legacy for my children is to teach them, uh, to train them in the way that they should go and to teach them Uh of the Lord. For the word says, all of our children will be taught of the Lord, and great will be the peace of our children. So my job Uh is to teach them about God. Uh My job is to teach them how to be 
committed and faithful to God, how to pray, how to apply faith, how to apply the wisdom, how to honor God, and how to honor, to place honor where honor is due. It's my job to teach them to tithe and to give and to love and to forgive and not to hold bitterness. It's my job to teach them not to make friends with angry people. It's my my job to teach them to use wisdom and to apply the the, the gifts and talents that God has given them. It's it's yes. my job to encourage them and to train them in the things of God, in the principles of God. And then that is the legacy I want to leave to them. Now, I need to also teach them how to handle money, how to Come handle resources, how yes. to maintain their temple and their body. I've got a lot of stuff I got to teach the children. I'm not done teaching. My son is an adult. He's in the in the army. My daughter's in high school, and I, my job. I'm still teaching, I even though I have an adult. I'm still teaching, and so it's my job as a parent to guide my children, give them God's perspective on things. Because you know, uh, one of my children said, "Well, I don't really want to hear." right now what what the bible say tell me what you say honey what i say doesn't mean much unless Uh it's backed up by what the word of god says since he's the one who made us (laughs) he's the creator he knows what's best for us let's go with that you know the heart of man is it's simple the heart of man is what does the word say it's it's a most miserable and wicked thing so uh don't don't listen to what i have to say listen to what the word says so it's my job to teach them god's principles on everything because the bible will teach us how to handle ourselves at home and abroad It'll teach us how to handle ourselves in the marketplace, in the business place, you know, and in uh, in the sanctuary. Everywhere we go and everything that we do, I have to teach them how God would, uh, about God and his way for handling those things. And, and, and you know, and pray for them. I remember my children we would when i lived in atlanta i I drove them to school and every every morning we would pray and so they they had to learn how to pray (laughs) and so they each everybody take a turn praying before they we uh before we got them to school we all had to take turns praying and my daughter she would pray every day for those who had cancer to be healed and for the homeless to have homes she would pray for those things and so when i was diagnosed with cancer i knew i was going to be all right because samantha had been praying for the folks with cancer for two years we're going to be all right. And, yes. you know, we talk about um, she praying for the people who are homeless to have homes. Well, I didn't Come know on. being the part of my legacy that I would be leaving would, uh, would have uh, to do with real estate and mm-hmm. um, houses and land. And so mm-hmm. I'm able to leave that as well to my children uh, and grandchildren. So they they know what they're getting when I die, but uh, they're not getting it anytime soon in Jesus' name. Okay. (laughs) They know 
They know which properties are theirs because we talked about this. We talked about how to manage and, and, and how to use money and how to use credit and how to avoid debt and all of those kinds of things. So in leaving a legacy, um, my legacy is uh, more than just one thing. It's a whole, it's a whole life, a whole life of things that has right. to be left in the legacy. Though it, it is very important to leave a legacy. Mm, it is. It, you know, I was think, listening to your story, and it's just such a beautiful story, even about, you know, you going through cancer and all of the things that you had to go through, losing your hair and things like that. And people, you know, we really don't understand what chemo does to your body. You said it was, I think you said it was aggressive or it was, you know, mm-hmm. um, kind of rough on your body and things like that. It is something about when you're in God. And no matter what you're going through, even though, you know, those thoughts come to your mind and, you know, the enemy wants you to start thinking, oh, this is the end, you know, and, and it's going to be bad and, oh, this is going to, and it do scare you at times and it do get to you. But it's just something about at the end of the day, you still have that sense of peace knowing that you're going to be okay. And knowing that it doesn't, mm-hmm. even though things get rough, it gets hard at times, and it starts looking a little shaky, even when those things happen, but in the, in the deep within yourself, you feel that sense of peace. And knowing that, you know what, God, I know I got to go through this. It's, it's something in this I got to learn. And then people are watching me. They're watching my walk. Your children are watching your walk. When your baby says he, he, he don't want to look at the Bible, he want to look at you. And you're saying, don't look at me. You take in the word, which is that's good. But sometimes we are the only example of what Christians look like and of God and what, what God looks like, the example. And so we're saying that we're the ones we are Christians. So we need to be showing them through our walk and our faith because they're watching all that. They watched you go through losing your hair. My God, they watched you go through chemo, go back and forth to the doctor. They've seen the doctor's report. Your baby's seen you lose your hair. She's seen you at the point mm-hmm. where you probably was tired and didn't feel like getting up. And she might have seen you feel like, you know, look at you at times when she's seen that my mom don't feel too good, but I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to stay encouraged. You know, they watched you. And you said, one thing, God, I'm not about to do is give up because cancer is not the end of me. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. going to, this don't dictate when I die. This doesn't dictate mm-hmm. how my life is going to be. Uh, God, you already done said that I'm going to be okay. I feel that peace within. When they said that peace that surpasses all understanding, that is what it is. It surpasses your understanding, your daughter's understanding, people around you understand. It's like, baby, I don't even understand this piece that I have. You know, because most people would have lost their mind, but I still got mine. I'm still in my right mind. So no matter what, mm-hmm. going through chemo, I've lost hair in other places, and I feel a certain way, but I still feel on the inside of me, I feel that peace, that all is well. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm so at peace that, that even if it's my time to go, it is my time to go, and all is well. So you don't plan your, you don't plan all this stuff at the same time. You say, baby, I still got peace. Then I'm okay. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, I'm going to make sure my family going to be okay. You know, that's mm-hmm. the kind of peace I got. That whether I'm here or whether I'm, I'm there, I'm still going to be that's okay. Funny. All is well with that's my soul. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Jesus. All is, it is well you. with my soul. Amen. It is well Amen. with my soul. That's exciting. So, I don't have no. I don't have a question to ask you. That's it. I just had to get that out. That was boiling on the inside. I had to get that out of there. So thank you for that. Um, for that um, Queen Yolanda. Amen. Praise God. I, I am telling you, you are just staring this big pot of gumbo. But woman of God, before um, I pass the mic back to you to let you 
let our audience member know how to follow you about your um, your music ministry, how they can get your songs. And and thank you for giving us that snippet of God reign, you know. And so I just want to just make this announcement to the world again. And I, I just want to speak freely because I have to say it while I have you on the line, while I have you here on this platform, because you mentioned about you, thank God, that you – got cancer because cancer saved you. It didn't kill you. It saved mm-hmm. you. Well, right. you having cancer saved me. And what Amen. most of our audience don't know, I was also diagnosed with a lung condition, and I believe my diagnosis was in 2020. And because mm-hmm. you went through what you went through, and you you went through it, <laughs> <laughs> how saying, I walked through the valley of the shadow of the death. When I was in mm-hmm. my valley of death, I, I wasn't walking through it. But you, mm-hmm. you came through it, so you was able to carry me. You were one of the prayer warriors on the wall 24-7. You pray mm-hmm. anyway. These queens know because they've been on the prayer line. You pray anyway seven days a week every morning. But you were one of the prayer warriors that was was vital to me having life today. And so I thank you, woman of God. I I thank you for your life. I'm telling the world I thank you for your life because God gave you life. And you said that your music, music is life. And because of the sound, I remember, I'll never forget, when I was going through something detrimental and I walked in your mother's and your father's church. Your father was living at the time. And I walked mm-hmm. in, 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 in their church, Bishop Loving, the Honorable Dr. Bishop Loving Sr. You began to sing a song, your song. You know the song I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The blood. Blood. And I end up just prostrated on the floor. That same mm-hmm. day, God delivered me. God healed me. God spoke a message that saved my life. So I just yeah. wanted to just let you know how, how much I appreciate you. And I want to just give you the opportunity now to um, share your platform and let everybody know how they can get your music um, and your social media. So I just wanted to say thank you. Praise God. You're welcome. And I believe I'm still here because you were on the wall praying for me as I was going through cancer as well. So I thank God uh, for the for the sisterhood and for the prayers of the righteous that avail as much. Um, you can reach me at YolandaLoving.com on my website also, and that's Y-O-L-A-N-D-A-L-O-V, like Victor, I-N-G, um, com, And also um, you can reach me on Facebook for Yolanda Loving. And my, um, on uh, August, 27th, I'll be participating with the A to Third um, Arts Festival um, at Little Okmulgee State Park, and uh, we'll be there live headlining for another sister that has been um, another queen that's been interviewed on the on the uh, on the show. 
that needs your Christine uh, Bates. And so we'll be there with them from 10 o'clock until, I believe, 5. And so if you want to, you know, meet us in person, that's where we'll be. But other than that, you know, YolandaLovin.com. I'm on Instagram, too. Um, and I, it's Yolanda underscore loving i believe one uh dot com uh, loving one for instagram and so those are the ways you can reach me my email address is yolanda loving one at gmail.com all lower case praise god and for booking i apologize can you say your number again for booking six seven eight six six five Seven eight eight one for booking. Thank you so much. I was just getting ready to ask you about that. So there you have it, our, our lovely audience. You have heard from the woman of God, the psalmist. You heard everything. You got the preacher. You got the psalmist. You you have the the testifier, the prayer warrior, all in one. And then you heard the laughter. Uh, she do have a great sense of humor as well. And um, we we would just like to um, let you guys know what's going on with the queens. So, again, I'm Queen Ernestine. Um, I have a book out called Bound by Love. It is available on Amazon right now. You can just go to Amazon um, and just put in my name, Ernestine L. Smith. There's a lot of Bound by Loves out there, so make sure you get mine. Ernestine L. Smith, I'm currently uh, working on my second book, Free by Love. It's a, it's a follow-up to Bound by Love. It should be out by this year, praying. It will be out by, by Christmas, hopefully. I can have a special package for our audience members. And also, um, I just started a platform on Clubhouse called The Word of the Day, um, you can follow me on Clubhouse at Ernestine L. Smith or Prophetic Inspirations Clubhouse where you can get the word of the day, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Our Queen Yolanda Mitchell, our host, she is doing great things. So you need to um, check her out on her page at Yolanda Mitchell on Facebook. She also has the NBQ magazine. She is uh, currently getting ready to launch. Um, the the magazine for the end of the month. So you guys, if you want to be a part of it, please email her at mbqmagazine at gmail.com. You also have April Hernandez, Queen April, who have her own platform model agency called um, Divine, Divine Purpose. Opposed for, I'm sorry, Queen April, Pose for a Purpose. She is doing great things. She's getting ready to enter um, the, the uh, scholarship pageant here in Albany, Georgia. She's mentoring young ladies. So if you have a child, a young lady that wants to be mentored, she talks about self-esteem, and she helps build these young ladies up. Please look her up on Facebook under April Yvette, April, that's April, and Y, B as in Victor, E. T-T-E. And last but not least, our phenomenal queen, Queen Vicki Robinson. What more can I say about this fireball? She is um, multi-talented. She is a genius when it comes to kingdom strategies. 
I'm telling you, if you got a business, if you have a ministry and you're trying to put it all together, please look up my sister, Queen Vicki Robinson. She will help you strategize. She will help you. She will pray over your business, and God will give her what to say and how you can strategize for your ministry, for your business, so you can reach her on Facebook at Vicki Robinson. You also can look forward to her book, A Collaboration, coming out with Queen Yolanda. It's called Elevation of Queen Status. That will be coming out real soon. So we have some great things coming up for you, for all the queens. So please uh, continue to support us. We loving the feedback that we're getting from you. Uh, please go to Facebook, like our page at Nubian Queen Talk Show. Please go to Facebook and like our page. If you want to hear any other content, please just message us. Let us know what you want to hear. If you want to be a part of our show, go to www.venusradio.org, and you can um, uh, sign up to be part of our show, or you can message any one of us. We love you. We will see you next Thursday night at 7 p.m. We are. We are. We are, we are Nubian Queen Talk Radio, empowering and impacting the nation. Tune in every Thursday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For more information on launching your own radio talk show, please visit Zenith Radio Network, Zenith Radio, Drs. Alton and Nikkei Natson, Zenith Global Media Founders, at www.zenithradio.org www.zenithtvnetwork.com and visit nubianqueen.com